This Podcast Movement 2022 audio session is brought to you by Supporting Cast, the best way to sell and deliver exclusive podcasts. And special thanks to PM22 Virtual Ticket Presenting Sponsor, Amazon Music. Hi there, everybody. Thanks so much for coming. Last day of the conference, early morning session. We appreciate your presence. Uh, we can have this be a great kind of intimate experience. Feel free to uh, you know question us if you have something you want to ask uh, during the slides and our and our talk. And then we'll, if we have time at the end, we'll have uh, time for QA. If there are any good questions out there, feel free to uh, you know participate. And, uh, and thanks again for coming. And thanks to Dan and the team, and Dan Franks and the production team here at Podcast Movement. Really thrilled to be uh, here with you and presenting a little bit about our vision for the, the future of news and how Spooler Media can, can help out with that. And the news is important to us, and I'm sure a lot of you here as well. Uh, the team at Spooler and I are all uh, significant news. I think junkies is the right it's fair to say junkies. Absolutely, junkies, okay. yeah. Yes, uh, junkies and all sort of mediums, of course, written um, news in uh, print form and apps like Apple News, Twitter as a news delivery vehicle. And of course, everybody here at the podcast conference were uh, fascinated with and obsessed with audio news, specifically in podcasts. And we're certainly not the only ones. As you likely know, podcasts across the world, services, news is one of the top categories, and often you'll see in, say, the Apple podcast charts, any number of these, uh, these news programs right at the top, frequently jockeying for position in the top 10. And as we, uh, the Spooler team, think about audio news in podcasts, you can sort of uh, establish two camps and two types of podcasts in, uh, that cover news. And there's an analysis model, which is typically daily or a weekly model, where it's an analysis, longer form, kind of dissecting and analyzing the stories of the day. And you can understand that represented here with the, the kind of the four on the right-hand side, up first, and the daily, et cetera. And then the other type that's delivered through RSS and podcasts is taken from radio, typically. So this is an hourly update. Think about the NPR top and bottom of the reporting hour. And those segments pushed out through RSS, which feel very much like uh, listening to radio. So it's, it's a, sort of a two formats when we talk about news in, in podcasts. So we can subdivide that and, and talk specifically about breaking news as a, a subsection, a culture of the way that news is delivered that hasn't traditionally worked particularly well in podcasts for a you know, variety of historical architectural reasons. There's that you know, sort of two-format breakdown that I just described. And breaking news, specifically headline delivery, is pretty stale or stuffy. And that's sort of the, the problem that we were looking at when we started to think about Spooler. And by stale or stuffy, I mean that when you have a headline package in a daily or you know, obviously a weekly analyst show where there's a lot of time spent in the show thinking about analyzing and commentating the news cycles, but they also put in a headline package. It's often out of date. It feels stale. A show that's done daily that has a headline package published, say, uh, 5 a.m. Eastern, by the time I'm listening to it on the West Coast in the afternoon, those headlines have long become stale. So there's that stale factor for some uh, breaking news and podcasts, and then there's the, I would dare I say, stuffiness 
uh, coming out of straight radio delivery where, you know, there's a style and a feel for radio content that often doesn't feel completely natural in, in podcasts. Maybe it's missing a little bit of the, the soul and the passion that we all love about podcasts. But when you do a straight from radio output to RSS, those headline packages can sometimes be stuffy. Another way to describe it is sort of like a metaphor of, um, you know, the print newspaper versus a, a newspaper website where once the New York Times does a, a daily installment of the print newspaper, that is definitively the, the permanent version of that day's news. And it's fixed in time, it's a print process with a physical media, obviously there's no way to update that. And then comparing that to the web version, the website version of the New York Times, this amazing dynamic, always being updated, modular, it's architected such that each article and story uh, can be updated and corrected when new information about a particular storyline is discovered, uh, facts are uh, realized or updates through the course of a news day and the story evolves. Those changes inherent to the way that that website works are um, to the benefit of the readers, complete with rich metadata surrounding the last time the story was updated and all the other benefits that um, a reader might get from an online, updatable version of a a website news delivery for print. So this was kind of the interesting idea. You know, we put together this team to think about this problem for news and podcasts, this headline package. And, uh, you know, I aspired to be like Danny Ocean in Ocean's Eleven or maybe Hannibal from the A-Team. I don't know if that's a dated reference, but, you know, let's get an A-Team together. And all these uh, rock stars, including uh, my friend Dan Benjamin next to me here, our CTO, who's a great example of a you know OG podcaster, but an amazing um, uh, technical team leader as well as an individual developer and engineer. Andy Bowers, you know he's he's super OG. He goes back to founding Slate Audio back at the the dawn of podcasting when iTunes first adopted support for RSS in 2005. Co-founded um, Panoply and Megaphone and Pinna and all these amazing audio products, and uh, obviously a big news hound. He used to be a, an NPR anchor across Europe and, and Washington. Uh, Scott Simpson was my former colleague from, from Apple in, in podcasts. Um, I used to run Apple Podcasts for many, many years and uh, had the benefit of having Scott join the team recently as our operations manager. Uh, Colin and Carrie. Carrie's a, a really accomplished producer with a background in uh, working at PRX with Google Podcasts and training. Also a professor at... Um, uh, Columbia in their grad school for journalism, specifically in their audio program, and a producer at WNYC working on Alec Baldwin and other shows. So amazing content makers between Andy and, and Carrie and Dan. So what a, an amazing crew, a great team to put together, our A-team that we, we got to assemble and sort of think about this. Is there an opportunity now to have a solution to this problem in news where you can't really get good quality breaking news on demand? It's sort of like putting together the, you know, the best of live radio, the immediacy, the ability to have real-time delivery, and that excitement of live, but in the structure and everything we love about podcasts, where it's on demand, you can press play, and you have the benefit of that crafted show structure, and uh, you know, is there a, a value space in between those two? So that's really the mission of Spooler is to tackle this, this problem head on. And, and we've made some architectural decisions that we think are great differentiators for content creators excuse me, that are interested in um, producing in this space that we've actually learned to have more benefits than just being uh, great for, for breaking news. But the overall mission of Spooler is 
to enable uh, workflow to deliver time-sensitive programming, but on demand. I was, I was explaining that opportunity space between live radio and, and everything we love about podcasts. But this is a way to have creators um, be able to present content that's always fresh. Another way to think about it is real-time audio. Could we make a system that enabled that? With a modular architecture and delivering more listener value for less creator effort. So is there a, a manner in which uh, audio news content can be created once, can be gotten more value through being made on demand, and uh, you know, derive more efficiency, of course, through all that. So that's the overall kind of vision and the, the problem that we're looking at and the mission for Spooler. And we think this solution that we've come up with, which is a, um, a highly modular, play, like a playlist maker, effectively, in the cloud, is a great solution. It has a lot of benefits for producers. This is an example of a, um, you know, a, a way to make audio programs for podcasts and app integrations that has a legacy back into um, radio playback software of the 80s and 90s, uh, which is often you know, kind of a brutalist approach to UI and UX, but we've taken a, a modern uh, mobile-first approach to that, and um, Spooler is sort of delivering on this promise. And this is just a diagram of one of the kind of benefit structures of a show that's highly segmented. So a news program, kind of our first use case for Spooler where an editor can very easily click and drag different segments into a particular order, add uh, units for ad breaks, and include longer format segments in the same playlist structure. So very easy to use, kind of hitting some of our goals, efficiency, immediacy, and low latency publishing, really rapid publishing. Um, so we think there's a, a quite a benefit for producers and, and really uh, enabling this kind of story structure that is updatable. We've got some uh, tech that we've developed to take that to the next step with versioning. We've introduced um, versioning of segments in the current uh, version of Spooler, which is designed to follow the evolution of a story over the course of a news day. And a, a really cool feature where if you have kind of the early details of an emerging story in the morning, you might have an update mid-morning, more definitive facts in the early afternoon, and a final version where everything is known about the event at the end of the day. And with Spooler's proprietary versioning technology, you can actually create the frame and the module for this story and update the content very efficiently and easy as those details come in. So you're replacing the audio content, maintaining the, the metadata, and crucially, the placement of that segment. Spooler is, um, each show on Spooler is made up of, of different segments that can be rearranged, and the versioning system will update the content wherever you've placed that in one or more of your Spooler-powered shows. So we think this benefit for producers extends uh, you know, beyond purely uh, story list shows into uh, shows that are more evergreen in structure but have um, a, you know, a template to them. Uh, many podcasts that we love have a pretty same structure. You know, there's a sort of a roughly similar length intro, kind of an A block, uh, a break, ad break sometimes, a B block. If, if you have a show that has that uh, consistent structure and can be templatized, that's another thing that we've enabled Spoiler to, to help with in an in a effective way. So powering updated fresh content inside uh, a larger program where the primary content might be more evergreen, another great use case for Spooler. And we think of this as kind of dynamic insertion of, of segments for freshness, immediacy, and recency. Another example of the, the problem that I talked about at the, the top of the talk was 
you know, a daily analysis news show that has a headline package. Spooler is actually a great uh, publishing workflow for that because the headline segment can be refreshed very quickly and easily. So the benefits for listeners to this kind of modular structure are also significant. We're um, uh, have certainly a customer first experience in mind and think about the architecture and the publishing workflow for Spooler, but we're enabling this delivery of up-to-date news and info uh, on demand, but always starting at the beginning. So again, to that uh, opportunity space between radio and podcasts, it always starts when you want it to, when you press play, and never in the middle of the story like you get with radio sometimes. So the other element that we see as a, a, a benefit for listeners and as a differentiator for Spooler is the, meta, the rich metadata surrounding each segment that you as a creator are invited to upload to and, and when you upload your audio in, in segment form. And this means that the listener gets a really nice kind of chapterized view of all the stories and content covered in, in uh, a consistent way. So it enables skipping around. If she's not interested in the lead story, it's very easy to skip to the second one. And we've also leaned into the, the modular architecture for features like sharing. So this is a, a kind of a diagram way to understand where Spooler can fit into your kind of creation process and workflow. We're a, a, a cloud-based CMS publishing workflow that allows you to assemble your show uh, based on segments. Spooler has a variety of audio finishing and kind of creation features inside it. And that, by that, I mean uh, stinger loops, all sorts of transition elements, silences. We've got a unique um, music bed feature, which will automatically fade in and fade out around the number of segments that you added to that section of your show. So it's basically um, reducing the effort to create an enterprise class program that re is required in a multi-track environment. So it's a different way to create a show that doesn't require a lot of waveform analysis and, and multi-track editing. With uh, Spooler's stack, we have an optional sweetening step with Dolby I.O. Um, and that is uh, an opt-in in the, in the workflow of Spooler customers. And this is a really great enhancement to our, our post-processing facility that we have in Spooler. It gives an extra layer of uh, sweetening on the fly, basically exported as soon as you're ready to publish your show, bounce through Dolby I.O. and then out to our distribution stack. And that distribution stack is, has a couple of different channels to it that are um, kind of pushing the limits of RSS 2.0 spec and also powered by a JSON channel, our second channel that um, is designed for our app integration uh, strategy as well as our own web player. So each time you publish a show on Spooler, it automatically will use these two channels to distribute the content. RSS 2.0, of course, the uh, method that we use to reach the platforms, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google, Spotify, et cetera. And then app integrations uh, and our own web player powered by JSON. We also uh, have a strategy of interoperability. We, Spooler does have a full hosting stack, but we're even more excited to work with some of our friends at the, uh, the really sophisticated and mature hosting solutions out there. Uh, specifically, we started with Megaphone and Acast, and we're thrilled today to be announcing our, our next integration with Omni Studio, and uh, we'd love to work with uh, the iHeart team and Triton and, and the folks at Omni. And this makes it very easy to author your show, sequence and produce your segments, add your audio effects, 
in Spooler's CMS and then publish from your Spooler account into your existing uh, host account without having to log in to, say, Megaphone. So this is how the, the Fox Weather team, for example, their first podcast out of their uh, new Fox Weather radio station and channel using Spooler, and they love it for efficiency. They're making the basically the same templated show, and they do four updates a day. And there's an efficiency gain from the way that they can swap in and out just the segments of content that are different with each update for weather. They have an, a, uh, an affinity for and a relationship with Megaphone. So the end show is hosted on megaphone.fm and powered by Spooler. And the efficiency gain is all in the, the way that our CMS works and the ease of use of the click and drag interface. They don't have to log into Megaphone on a daily basis. They've set up their ad insertion, and Spooler pushes those ad marker start uh, uh, points um, along with the metadata, the audio to, to Megaphone for publication out to RSS. So we love this workflow. This is a, a value add to folks that are already making their shows and hosting them on these uh, significant hosts, and we have more integrations in the future. On the other end, we're uh, inviting folks to use a, a, buck, a bulk upload as a way to get content into Spooler. And for some of our enterprise customers, we've written uh, custom uh, apps in order to work with their production workflows so that there's an automatic transfer of that content into your Spooler library account. So it's a really slick way to, to get your show made. Another way to think about distribution for uh, between the RSS feed and the JSON that Spooler uses is kind of these six touch points, these six screens and destinations for listening. Obviously, with RSS 2.0 for our, our podcast players and the, the established and mature audiences therein, we're reaching our um, mobile-optimized uh, folks, or our mobile users with our optimized web embed, as well as um, uh, you know, responsive for desktop. For social, we've just launched a, a few weeks ago, Share a Story. So this is another great differentiator for Spooler. Each of those segments that you use to create a Spooler show can actually be consumed as a sort of short form, maybe TikTok style audio experience unto itself. And Spooler will automatically do an intro and outro that's been uh, assigned for just that sharing use case. And I can take a story from the refresh from Insider and send it to Dan, uh, and have, there's an upsell message that could be included to listen to the full show. So we think that share a story is a really cool way to enable social audio that we're very excited to be powering. Um, for our app integrations, this is typically uh, powered by our, our JSON feed, which our friends at uh, Circa App have used to power their next generation city guide app that they've developed. And for them, it's less about immediacy of update and you know, how fast can they publish and more about the efficiency of being able to have a, a semi-static body of content that periodically needs to be updated on a non-standard schedule. So they don't know when the you know, Barcelona city guide restaurant chapter will need to be updated because there's a new review or a restaurant closes. But with Spooler, it takes them you know, 30 seconds to swap out that content instead of having to remaster the whole episode from scratch in a, a multi-track editor. So we're very excited about app integrations. Uh, with smart speakers, of course, we're set up for uh, RSS distribution through the, the various catalogs that have RSS podcast access, like Alexa and um, Apple HomePod. And a similar story for audio, uh, auto, we're, we're uh, set up for RSS distribution to auto and our presence in all those um, uh, catalogs, but also the JSON is sort of future-proofing ourselves for more auto integrations in the future. 
So a quick look at some of our, our top shows being uh, produced to give you an, a visual illustration of that sort of two-channel distribution that I just described. Obviously, this is the Fox Weather show on the far left, and they're using the integration with Megaphone to power this program. Um, sounds profitable. It's our, one of our more recent uh, added uh, customers. We love working, obviously, are big fans of Brian and, and the team, and we're delighted when they were um, wanting to use Spooler, to, again, for efficiency purposes. That's a weekly show, but they really find a lot of uh, time savings and be able to just update the segment of the prime content there and have the whole thing be republished with a new episode in a relatively easy fashion, so it sounds profitable, which is also our first uh, non-English, Spanish-language uh, show that they produced, excited to have our, our first non-English-language program on Spooler. And then the far right is uh, our launch partner for the refresh from Insider. And uh, of course, this is the, uh, you know, kind of the, the web example of our uh, skinnable web embed. So this is powered by our JSON feed and customizable skinnable for client uh, color palette and font requirements, kind of brand safe and uh, web interface safe for their website, depending on what are the requirements of, um, you know, brand compliance with, uh, uh, UX basically, so we can we can scan and have in this case customize it for Insider Blue and their fonts, and it looks like it's very much a part of their website as opposed to being a kind of a big, you know, a bolt or blocky insert that's obviously a third party. So we're excited to uh, the way that Spooler can kind of blend into the existing UX of a established site. And this is a quick look at the Circa app I mentioned. Um, obviously, a non-podcast presentation. You know, they're uh, pursuing an immersive audio strategy with super rich photography shot on location, extensive text descriptions of the city guides that they're going after with an introduction um, structure that's meant to be, you know, your companion on the road. And we're really excited to be uh, helping them with, you know, basically obviating the need for them to develop an audio stack for their app. They just don't have to worry about that because they can use Spooler. They uh, ingest the JSON feed with all the, the updates associated and then can deliver this to their um, listening audience right inside their iOS app. Uh, so that's uh, a quick look at Circa, and we're, we're big fans of the Frequency Machine team. So in addition to the customers uh, we mentioned, we're about to launch Chicago Public Media and Southern California Public Radio. We're uh, big news junkies, as I mentioned, so NPR is right on our frequently listened list, and these are two of the you know iconic NPR affiliates that we're really thrilled to be working with, particularly Chicago Public Media. Um, so we're expecting uh, you know great programming from them, and and for them it was a you know unique way to blend national segments, local news reporting, and then have that ease of production and update throughout a news day with significant newsrooms. I mean these are operators with high tempo newsrooms, and uh, we're we're proud to support them in their new show efforts. So a summary of our use cases, uh, I showed off a real-time news and weather, audio guides with Circa, the fresh content insert is that idea that Spooler is actually great for mastering templated shows. We also like Spooler for training. We have some interesting uh, customer outreach, potential customer outreach from some education and, and training providers who, similar to sort of the fresh content inserts model where they have a, you know, a fairly static corpus of educational content, 
but it needs to be periodically, sections of it need to be remastered for updates. You know, think about a you know, nurse training medical use case where there's some science advancements and they need to update that content and the efficiency of doing so in Spooler was, was a winner. So we're very excited about the vertical of education and training for, for Spooler. So this is a quick look at the, uh, the UX. Our design intent was simple, uh, simplicity and, and power. We rely on a click and drag in interface that means it doesn't have to be a senior audio engineer who's making your program. It can be a uh, you know less experienced anyone who's basically got fluency with click and drag. The model for team usage of Spooler is also um, scales from individual uh, editor creators to a contributor editor model. So we support bigger teams and um, it works very well with a group of folks that are contributing segments that can then be mastered by a, a single editor and published. The music bed uh, feature I mentioned a moment ago enables that uh, looping and fading in and out automatically. This is a really cool time saver. Instead of having to you know, do some trimming in your multi-track editor, this will just uh, input and output for you easily with a marker that's, again, click and drag. This is a look at our share story feature for social. So this is a, a tweet using the, the player interface on the right here for a story about the GOP and in uh, Georgia, and then each segment on Spooler will automatically get a, a custom uh, web page, which has a script, a presentation of text optimized for SEO, upsell to follow the, the segment of the full show on uh, podcast platform, as well as an opportunity to share, write, and play the content, of course, right on the page. We've just launched uh, a few weeks ago an update that uh, enables significant audio preference and customization. So this is for advanced publishers that want more fine-grained control over audio resolution, audio quality, output, bit rates, and so forth. It introduces stereo support for the first time on Spooler. We love the idea of immersive uh, audio and uh, want to get progressively more sophisticated about enabling that. And of course, there's another place where you can opt into the Dolby I.O. sweetening. We're very excited and proud to be working with um, Dolby's AI-backed, on-the-fly sweetening uh, product. We've introduced a uh, kind of a derivative service at Colwood that we call Atomized Feeds as well, where each segment is pushed out in a secondary RSS feed, and each segment is an individual item. So this is a little bit in the weeds of RSS, but it's really good for working with Google News uh, or Google Home News. Alexa flash briefings and other third-party services that want atomized, you know, stories that are uh, items unto themselves and put those together for you with a different algorithm. So as a Spooler customer, you just get that out of the box for free and it is a secondary feed. It's not typically intended to be submitted to podcast platforms, but if you did want that distribution, that's up to you as a, as a user. And um, we did that as just sort of a, you know, automatic value add. It's just created for you, no, no extra work or production requirements. And a summary of our publishing integrations, we're, uh, we're thrilled to announce uh, working with Omni today that's up and running, and, and of course our friends at Megaphone and, and Acast. So let me hand it over to Dan for a, a run through of the interface itself. Thank you, I'm Dan. Um, before I do the demo, one thing I wanna talk about is I started podcasting in 2006, right? Uh, this is like ancient history podcasting, which is mostly like two guys in their mom's basement talking about Star Trek. And yes, I mean, that's still a lot of the podcasts that are still out there, but you know, we generally tend to think of things as being like long form, right? It's like me and James talking about something we're interested in and we record that and we send it out to the world. Maybe we edit out some coughs, sneezes, ums, ahs, whatever. 
But generally speaking, uh, we anticipate this kind of a long-form discussion in a podcast. But of course, as you were saying, James, that's not how news organizations want to work. Uh, maybe there's a news program that's a discussion, a debate, something like that. But at its heart, news is a lot of stories condensed into one sort of package that gets distributed out to the world, right? And, and that's how we are familiar with news in the same way we're familiar with talk radio. We're familiar with news as here are the headlines, here's the interesting stuff that we're gonna be talking about. So with Spore, I was tasked on, uh, to, by taking that concept of lots of stories and bringing them together into essentially what we think of as a podcast or what we call internally a brief, and allowing the producer, you might imagine there's a producer sitting in an office in you know, New York City somewhere, and there are field reporters, there's contributors, there's people out there in the world um, submitting these stories to this producer. Perhaps they all work on the same team, maybe they're freelancers, it doesn't matter. They're, they're out there in the field, they're recording these stories, maybe they're getting assigned the stories because they're just voice talent to read them. But then the producers in this situation where they're kind of in control, right? They can say, these are the stories that I want, and this is the order that I want them in. And as these stories get updated, and the example we used to use is like, Biden is going to attend the environmental conference, Biden is attending the environmental conference, he has attended and here's what he had to say about it. That's technically, that's one story, right? It's very easy to update that on the web. You just open the content management tool, you edit, you hit publish, you're done. You can't do that in podcasting. Well, I mean, you couldn't do that in podcasting. And uh, that was really the idea behind this, uh, this platform that we wanted to build, which is how do people, regardless of where they are, create this content, get it to a place where a, a person who's creating, curating, organizing, and publishing that content can get it and very easily have it be updated as it needs to be updated, right? And so this was the big challenge, and this is something that, that really wasn't being done before. So I'll just show you the interface that we came up with for this. It, you know, it, it relatively typical like list here is what we call additions. You can think of those as your episodes. But the heart of Spooler is in these different segments, right? We call them segments because of the concept of a news segment. Um, they, you can think of them as stories. You can, you know, that, that's essentially what they are. But there's more than just stories there. You also have the idea, as James mentioned, uh, of things like loops, because you might want looping audio, and you might want to change that looping audio behind those different segments. You might want to have, in, in this example, there's a, a, a looping audio called moving patterns. And you can see that there's you know, a half dozen stories inside of that one particular uh, set of looping audio. Well, we'll automatically figure out how long your stories are, how many uh, times we need to loop, we'll fade it in, we'll fade it out. These are all the kind of tools that normally you'd have to use you know, an editing platform, whether it's Logic or Hindenburg or whatever it is that you like, you know, you're, you're using some kind of uh, audit, you know, editing tool. So that means that that producer sitting in the office in New York has to be an audio engineer. Right? Or they have to have an audio engineer sitting next to them to make this work. But that doesn't make sense. That's incredibly time consuming. And that means every time a story gets updated, they have to re-edit the show, re-import the audio, rebalance it, set their compressor, export, upload. That's crazy. That doesn't work in the flow of, of a, a newsroom, right? So uh, this simple tool gives you the ability to do all of that quote-unquote editing without having to do any editing. Uh, here's an example of the different themes. There's background music, and that background music can be set to time. It can go behind, underneath the show. All of the stuff that you would normally do in an editor, you don't have to do. 
And this empowers those people who are creating that content or organizing that content to do it. Imagine multiple sources of that audio they can pull from anywhere they want, integrate into this, drag and drop, hit a button, boom, it's published. It's, it's really easy. And um, I think this, yeah, here's a little uh, recording of what it actually looks like. It's just drag and drop. So you get your stories on the left. You can type in searches. You, you're looking for that story about Biden. You type in Biden. It'll show you all the stories. And you just drag and drop. Maybe we can show that again because it's kind of cool. Um, you know, th so they're, they're dragging a story over, putting it into place. And you'll notice each one of those stories has a little play and a stop button next to it. You can preview them right there on the page so you hear what it's going to look like. And then there's that little generate audio button in the top right-hand corner. You hit that button, and a few seconds later, you get this little preview of a player. And what's happening behind the scenes is we're actually creating an MP3 file based on all of those different segments that you've picked with the loops and the audio and the intro and the outro. You even have a way to put in um, markers for where you'd like your ads to go. If you want to do ad insertion, if you want to send that out to a third party that you're already using to do ad insertion, we'll send those time codes over for you. Uh, and then what you have now is an MP3 file with chapters for each of those segments inside of it. And, uh, and that's basically the concept. And it's a really neat because there's so many different applications for this, right? We're thinking of it in terms of news, but even if you just had a handful of stories, maybe there's old interviews, maybe there's segments from old interviews that you want to put together and produce something. This, to me, helps really answer that question of how do we create something that isn't just that long form, we're sitting in a room talking to each other about Star Trek, and how do we actually get something that is news that is automatically updated. So when one of those news stories gets updated, we can generate that audio. It produces a brand new version of that MP3 file with all the latest, greatest stuff. So that was kind of the, that was kind of the mission. All righty. Thank you, sir. Um, so with our powerful click and drag interface that Dan just showed you in that video, our interoperability with some of the biggest podcast hosting companies out there and their, their existing workflows, uh, we've got rich audio support that is an area of focus and improvement over time for us and the new share a story feature which really gives extra life to segments uploaded on the spooler, as well as our ability to integrate and support your apps. We're really thrilled with the progress so far with, with spooler, and we think it goes a little bit, at least in the, the way to present a, pro, uh, a solution to that problem of how do you deliver a really excellent breaking news experience in, in podcasts. And we're, um, both, we're very excited to have these features live today. And um, we also are excited that uh, we're approaching the, the first anniversary of the company, September 1st. We call it our first anniversary right now. It's close enough. Uh, after uh, 12, 12 months, we had our first few months, six months or so in, in stealth, and then we came out of stealth uh, around March with the launch of the refresh from Insider, debuted the platform. But in recognition of our, our first anniversary as a company, we're very excited to announce Spooler Recorder, which is our new iOS app uh, currently uh, in beta as of today and available for early customer testing and use. Um, but it's a fairly straightforward way to enable uh, easy recording on an iOS device that has the benefit of cloud syncing into your Spooler library instantaneously. So our, our use case for this that we have in mind is, again, thinking of that high-tempo newsroom and how can we improve efficiency and increase utility for those journalists that are filing stories. So now with Spooler Recorder, you can have uh, contributor talent in the field, live at the event, 
doing two-up interviews, doing individual reporting from the, the site of the news being broken, and have that anywhere with an internet connection uploaded to your cloud-native Spooler library for immediate use in the, the show powered by Spooler. So we're, we're really excited about this extension out of the desktop environment for use of Spooler. And while the, um, the first use case uh, includes a bit, you know, basic recording functionality, basic editing trim functionality, and then the possibility for uh, script segment so that if you have a, a need for script record part or all of your segment in the field, you can do that. We're also launching, in conjunction with the iOS app, we'll launch a record in browser extension of the existing CMS so that if you have a nice studio set up with your desktop solution already going with your favorite mic, you can enable content upload directly into uh, the browser for, for Spooler use and, and another way to get content into the CMS. So that is Spooler Recorder, and that's uh, available now in beta. We expect to launch Spooler Recorder 1.0 version in uh, app stores next month. Well, we certainly appreciate you coming to hear a little bit about our vision for the, the future of news and solving some of these problems with Spooler. Uh, we've got a few minutes left, and we're, we're happy to take any questions from this uh, small but esteemed group of, of attendees. Uh, maybe gentlemen here in the, uh, in the gray shirt. Uh, oh, OK. Uh, I know you're only a year in. Are there plans for like a user app? I'm just imagining listeners might want to follow certain stories or certain genres, and if it's with a traditional RSS, it would get pretty uh, full and be hard to follow specific stories mm. or topics. Uh, that's a great, great question. Right now, we're a B2B model. We imagine uh, empowering creators to deliver through their own apps, in the case of our app integration service, or through um, you know, traditional RSS. So no plans for a, a Spooler consumer app at the moment. Um, but we love the idea of delivering as much of that functionality as we can for existing users on existing apps, because we think that's a great concept, and being able to deliver all the benefits of the segment architecture. There other questions? Yes. Yeah. Hi. Um, I'm wondering how an update works exactly. Um, meaning, normally, right now, if we create a podcast and we have to update something, we have two options. We either create a new podcast right on top of the other one, or we update the podcast that's already in the feed. Mm -hmm. But anyone who's already downloaded that podcast or any download that's happened automatically doesn't usually get updated. Um, right. So I'm wondering how that, is there a solve for that? That's a, that's a great technical question. And we don't have a magic solution for content that's already been downloaded, just to set expectations. But we do give editors on Spooler shows the ability to choose, actually a pretty fine grain. And we call it an, an, an update versus a new edition. So at the episode level in RSS, when you have an update to your, your episode, and uh, you know, there's, say there's a particular segment that's got a new version, as an editor, you can decide whether is that significant enough that you want to publish a whole new episode with all the metadata, a new pub date, it triggers downloads from all the, the podcast platforms, or is it more like a correction where maybe there's a pronunciation fix or you know the date was wrong and whatever the story was. And if that's kind of a minor update, you can just replace the existing episode with new audio. 
so that anybody who streams or downloads that from that moment into the future will get the corrected version. So our, our strategy for that was, you know, empowerment, basically, and a choice for the editor. Yeah, I, I was just going to add that. I mean, that's a great question, and that was one of the biggest challenges that we had is, like, how do we do that? Because if you update content that's already been downloaded, it doesn't show up as new content, and everyone's going to miss it. And that's exactly the thing we wanted to do is empower the person who's creating it, let them decide. If they think that this is important enough of an update that this should be a whole new edition, they can do that. They can hit the button and it, it's a brand new thing. Or they can use the existing content and just republish it. And so I think, you know, this is the kind of thing that, that you look at the way podcasting was designed originally, RSS feeds, one download, and then that's it. You know, you don't, you don't, you can't pull anything back. All of us have released an episode where there's something in it that we wish we could pull back and it's out there forever. Like every single podcaster has done that. Me, I've done it hundreds of times. And, you know, there's no way to pull it back, but you can do an update. And in the news, especially working with, with Andy Bowers, uh, who's had such an amazing history in the news, this was one of his big things, was like, we want to have multiple versions of stories that can be updated, whether it's because there's new news or because there's, uh, there's been an, an update, a change, or just for the sake of accountability. So, um, great question. Um, hey guys, this is Seth Rimmerard from NBC. Uh, first of all, this is great, and I think I definitely want to set up a, a demo at some point. Great. Um, two quick questions, and the first one is kind of going off hers. Um, so, in, like in the example of like the Biden is going to Biden is Biden was, how do you communicate? Is that in the metadata like that you've made an update so that the customer, the listener, knows that they're listening to the latest version? And then question number two is, um, is, is Art19 on the roadmap for uh, platforms that you're going to work with? Uh, unfortunately, our friends Sean and the team, and feel free to apply pressure if you care to with uh, Amazon and Art19, are not uh, supporting an API for publishing at the moment, unlike their, uh, their peers. So unfortunately, no, we don't have a roadmap Art19, although we would love to do that and are big fans of what they've done. Um, at R19. Um, and then uh, your question about how does it know, we leave that to metadata choice of the editor at the moment. I think there is more for us to do there in indicating where there's new content for an individual listener, but that requires kind of the next step of a user profile and us understanding what you've already heard. So for the moment, the way the versioning is handled from a UX kind of metadata standpoint is it's, it's up to the editor to label that this is an update. Inside the tool, it's just a count. It's, there's, a, there's basically like a V count. So V1 is the first version of that segment, and then an update of V2, V3, et cetera. But for the end listener, it's, it's down to metadata. And we'd love to set up a demo. <laughs> Great. Anybody else? Yes, sir, in the back. The mic is coming your way. And I think we'll have to make this the last question. Does this have Alexa briefing capability? I'm sorry, what? Does this have Alexa briefing capability? Oh, yes. Yeah, Alexa briefing, yes. Yeah, we, we've done two things for, uh, you know, smart speakers in general and, uh, of course, targeting um, uh, flash briefings. And that's the, you know, RSS distribution. You can get into Alexa flash briefing with the right uh, setup there. But also the JSON is set up for skill development. 
So we have a capability of, of building skills for customers, you know, as kind of a custom implementation. And then the, the atomized feed um, auto channel that I mentioned is also, each segment is its own item, which is optimized for smart speaker use. So yeah, we're, we're fully big fans of uh, news consumption on smart speakers. And I wanted to say thanks for everybody for coming and thanks for all the great questions. Have a great day. <laughs>